good, y'all? Welcome back to the 11th episode of The Cycle 365. I'm one of your co-hosts, Simon Villanos. And I'm Jesse Booten. And we're here to just go over a bunch of sports. We know we haven't been as consistent, you know, dropping content, but, you know, school is going on. Gotta focus on that first, but we're here to give y'all a quick little podcast just going over a handful of sports. Jesse, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, this be a short, short little one. We're just gonna... Just give you guys some fun, fun little things here. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm going to start off by just uh, updating you guys on the NHL picture here. Hockey is now underway. We're 20 games into the season, so it's, it's definitely full in full swing here. So I'm just going to give you the update here. Um, we're going to go through the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Just going to tell you guys the top three of each division and then the two wild cards. Uh, just so you know, so we have uh, the Eastern Conference in the uh, Atlantic Division. You have Boston at one. Uh, they all, they're also the number one overall seed. No, just kidding. That's that's wrong. Washington's the overall number one seed. Um, okay. Who's first in the Metropolitan? And then you have Montreal, second in the Atlantic, and Florida third in the Atlantic. And then in the Metropolitan, as I said, Washington the number one overall seed in the uh, Eastern Conference. Then you have the Islanders at th- two, Carolina at three, and then the two wild cards are Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Um, I think there are two two surprises here um, in the Eastern Conference. One, Florida. I don't think many people thought that Florida, the Panthers, would be doing as well as they are this year. Um, they do have some good forwards, so it, uh, it makes sense that they're scoring a lot of goals. But, yeah, they're surprised to be number three in the Atlantic, I would say. Um, and then you could say the New York Islanders, they had a big offseason, so I definitely think that they can compete, and they are right now. But I think it's still a little surprised how fast they got it in the number two seed in the Metropolitan Division. And then I think the biggest surprise for the wild card is Pittsburgh. Everyone thought Pittsburgh would be in the top three of all uh, of um, of one of the conferences, and um, but they're number sitting at the first wild card right now. The Penguins, they've lost a, a good amount of games um, that they were supposed to win. So I think they need to look forward, and um, I think they will pick it up in the end or in future here and I think in the end they'll still be in one of those top three spots but as of right now they're a surprise in the wild card. Yeah moving on to the Western Conference in the Central you have St. Louis at one, Colorado at two, Winnipeg at three and then in the, then in the Pacific uh, you have Edmonton, Arizona and Vancouver and then the two wild cards are Dallas and Calgary. Um, I think the one surprise there's only one surprise here Arizona the Coyotes no one thought they would do well but they are the number two in the the Pacific right now, um, and then we can just talk about Edmond for a second. They're uh, they're supposed to be really good this year, and they're playing to that potential. Uh, their two top guys, McDavid and Duracelli, if that's how you say his name, out of they're both uh, just head over heels over everybody else in the in the whole league. They um, are scoring ridiculous amounts. I mean, I watched a game the other night where Edmonton uh, McDavid scored had five points. He had three goals and two assists, which is just crazy for a game. And of course, that was against the Avalanche, so. Yeah, but that's okay. Um, but the Avalanche are still holding strong. Um, so that's really the update from uh, the NHL world. Yeah, that's all I got. Nice. All right, and I'll do NBA real quick. We'll just go over the standings. So today, by the way, is November 17th at the time we're recording this. So at this point, we're around 13, 14-ish games into the NBA season. Basketball is in full swing. So I'm going to start with the Eastern Conference. Just go, you know, down the line, who's who's leading it and, you know, the team's following them. So, pretty much an early playoff picture right now. But right now, at the Eastern Conference, we have the Boston Celtics 
10-1, Kemba Walker, he's been balling out. Jason Tatum stepped up at times, even though he's been struggling. He's They still look good. Right now they're at 10-1. They're, uh, they're rolling. I'll just say that. They're rolling. Right after that, we have a little bit of a surprise team, a team I definitely counted out, the Miami Heat, in the second spot at 9-3. Tyler Harrow and... Or Hero? Tyler Hero? Whatever. That, the rookie, <laughs> he's been playing really well. Didn't you and... Uh... Didn't you and Cody have an argument about the Heat, of how he thought the Heat were going to be good, and you didn't, Simon? Yeah, we did. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit to that. Jimmy Butler's been good. I didn't think there'd be anybody else helping out Jimmy Butler either. But, you know, yeah. That's, that's fine. It's a nice surprise. I, I don't mind it. And then after that, we have the Bucks with the same record. Giannis doing his thing. We have the Raptors at number four, still holding strong even after Kawhi left. Pascal Siakam's been balling out. We have the 76ers uh, at five. They are 7-5. and five. Uh, At times, a little bit disappointing. They've had a lot of disappointing losses against bad teams. So we'll, we'll see how that folds out. Uh, following the 76ers, we have the Indiana Pacers at 7-6. and six. We have another surprise team, the Charlotte Hornets, at the 7th spot at 6-7. and seven. And then the Brooklyn Nets, surprisingly, at 5-7. and seven. I'm not playing as well uh, to start as some people would think. But as of now... The Boston Celtics around the Eastern Conference. It really doesn't look like anybody else is going to challenge them, maybe except for the Milwaukee Bucks, possibly, you know, the Miami Heat, but time will tell. We'll see. The Western Conference, it's much tighter, a lot more competitive. We have at number one, the LA Lakers, led by LeBron and Anthony Davis at 10 and 2. They've, they've been hitting their stride. LeBron, he's looked really good. Did you see that posterize, or, uh, yeah, that posterizing dunk he had over. What's his name on the I, Sacramento Kings? I did not, but I mean, you can just, I mean, you, you can imagine if you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, your team's probably pretty good. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and LeBron's fully rested. This is the first time he's had a full off season to recover in like 15 years. So, <laughs> so that's scary. And then we have the Houston Rockets at 10 and 3. Cody's really high on them, so no surprises there. Then at number three, the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. 8 and 3. And guess who <laughs> what one of those losses were to? The Mavericks, my I know. Dallas Mavericks. Which, can I, can I chime in for the about the Denver uh, about the Nuggets real fast? Go for it. Um. Well, I mean, I'm a Nuggets fan, <laughs> and we all are here. We know that. But for me. I'm gonna be honest. I don't think they should be doing as good as they are. They're playing yeah. pretty bad, and they're just getting lucky at the end of these games. No, that's true. Their defense looks terrible, and yeah. they can't shoot to save their lives. Really, I think really the bright spot of this team right now is Paul Millsap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been playing better yeah. than expected. He yeah, Mavericks, he way. did. Um, but I'm saying, I'm just saying, it's interesting. If, if the Nuggets need to figure out if they want to continue to do what they're doing and stay in the top three, because if they continue to play how they are, they're not going to be there. I mean, they got destroyed oh, yeah. by Trey Young in the, in the Hawks, but they, they need to figure it out. Jamal Murray, he's been struggling a lot yeah. too. He, he just hasn't looked good. You know, even yeah. like I watched him, you know, in person when. Uh, we all went down to Denver to watch them play the Mavericks, and he struggled a lot. Granted, all, most of the stars in that game were struggling a lot, and it basically came down to the bench players carrying both teams. But uh, Jamal Murray doesn't look good. He needs to figure it out soon, cause, or you know, you'll see Denver start dropping. Yeah, I would say just Denver needs to figure it out. and need to start playing with some passion That's in the true. future. Yeah, they need to pick it up a little bit. But yeah. like I said, we're only 11 games in, 12 games in. Yep. So right after that, we have the Utah Jazz at 8-4. Not really much to say there. They're, they're always kind of in that middle spot. But here's a really big surprise. We have the Phoenix Suns at seven and four. 
sitting at the fifth spot, right above the Clippers and the Mavericks, actually. And uh, who would have thought? <laughs> and I know one person that would have thought. Yeah, well, so our friend Zach, he's a Phoenix Suns fan. But, you know, he's a... How, how do you say it? He, he's a delusional Phoenix Suns fan. That's, that's the word, yeah. But, no, Devin Booker and the boys have been playing really well. I guess Aaron Baines has been playing out of his mind, too. With uh, DeAndre Aiden, I know, serving. but just imagine if he, when he comes back. Yeah, he'll be really good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Aiden, he's currently serving that 20-something game suspension. He'll be back relatively soon, I think. It's it's going by quickly. 20 games isn't too much, especially at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And then, like I said, we have the Clippers at six. Paul George literally just came back. I think uh, if it wasn't last night, it was two days ago. In these. First two games he's played, actually, he's uh, he scored 70 points, which is a Clippers franchise record for, you know, a player in the first two games, a new player in the first two games. So 70 points so far. He dropped like 34 last night. He's been looking good. Kawhi's been looking good as well. So moving forward, that's great. Then we have my Dallas Mavericks at 7-5. and five. Real, real up and down. It, it makes me mad whenever we lose to the New York Knicks because we've already lost them twice <laughs> in New York. I don't know how that gets scheduled twice, but you know, whatever. Uh, they'll figure it out. Luca's been balling out. Porzingis, he's he showed flashes at times. He's currently averaging something around like 18 points, uh, more than five or six rebounds, a couple blocks a game. He's he's still on the recovery. He'll be on his way. Then we have the Timberwolves rounding it out at number eight at seven and six. Andrew Wiggins, he's been playing a lot better, averaging over 20 points a game. Uh, picking it up. A lot of people were labeling him a bust before the season, so it's great to see him do well. And then a surprise, a couple of surprise teams that aren't doing well. Currently at 11, we have the Portland Trailblazers at 5-8, and eight, and then the San Antonio Spurs at 5-8. and eight. Oh, and I guess we have the, you know, the Golden State Warriors who are 2-11 and 11 without basically their whole team. Yeah. So, that's basically NBA. Not a lot to say. Still, yeah. a lot of this could change, mm-hmm. but, you know. Yep. Like and on the, on the basketball note, too, uh, College basketball has started. It's just getting going here, picking up some steam. Um, we're not going to report on it yet, just because there hasn't been a few game uh, enough games yet. We'll we'll talk about it in the future, coming up right. week or week or so. Um, but biggest upset so far: Kentucky losing to Evansville. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big see one. That one <laughs> nope. I thought that was a real surprise. I think it was fun. I just I saw like I looked up on the internet and like if the playoffs were to end or to if March Madness was to start right now, yeah, Evansville would be a number one seed. Georgia Tech would be a number one seed. Texas would be a number one seed. And um, yeah, I don't know who the other number one number one seed was, but it would be it was just funny to look at that how like Evansville would be a number one seed right now. But anyways, we'll talk more about that uh, in the future when we get a few more games in. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Maybe some NBA draft talk coming soon here. Yeah. Too early for draft talk of any yep. sport. Yeah. But anyways. We're going to stay, speaking of college football, we're going to talk, or college sports, we're going to talk about college football. Yeah. And so, I'm just going to go over the standings real quick. I think... They can't, the AP, AP polls came out today for week 13, yep. Okay. Uh, I think, I'm looking at them right now. I don't think anything changed in the top four. I think it's still LSU at one, Ohio State at two, Clemson at three, and Georgia at four. Yes, they are. Okay. So, okay. Um, we did not get a chance to talk about this LSU Alabama game. We're going to talk more about Alabama soon. So, you know, is there really much to say here? LSU, 
They came out hot. They played well. Alabama tried to make a comeback, but it was too late. It was still a good game. It was. It was a very good game to watch. Yeah, but I would say second best of the week for that week, two yeah. weeks ago. Because TCU good. Baylor, I was there. Three overtimes. It was crazy. Yeah, that, that is that was a crazy game. As yeah, well. but we, we have bad news about Baylor. They definitely lost. Baylor lost. Which ends their season. Uh, they lost a close one to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. They're uh, you know it just came down to those last two plays at the end. Baylor's quarterback, honestly, just you could tell he was real real nervous. He threw one throw basically into the hands of the defender, and then he looked that same way, stared down that receiver. To the, the same defender. Yeah, to that same defender. So mm -hmm. that's depressing. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, they were uh, going into this week, they were five undefeated teams, two of them lost, Baylor being one of them like we just talked about, and the other one, Minnesota. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, we, we both wanted them to, to pull it through, but they did not. Um, so that leaves just three undefeated remaining. It does. So we got LSU, Ohio State, Clemson. Yeah. I think at this point they're probably... I'd say they're probably locked in. I, I mean, would say all three are locked. Yeah. But Unless, of course, mm, I don't even know. I don't even know. The only reason I would say maybe is if Ohio State loses to a one-loss team in the championship, Big Ten that. championship, like a Penn State, which I don't think they'll lose to Penn State. Yeah. but uh, see, Or even Minnesota. <laughs> that's true, but see if that was to happen. So say, you know, Minnesota, Penn State, they, they finish up. I don't know who or Wait, do they play each other? Uh, they, they already play? did. They already did. They already did? Yeah, Minnesota already beat Penn State. Okay, so yeah, there you go. So, say Minnesota, they make it in, right? They play Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Which is look, which is what it's looking like right now. Yeah. If they beat Ohio State, they, they got to take it into the playoffs, right? They do. Yeah. <laughs> they're in the playoffs. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, there you go. So, there's still a chance for Minnesota. I yeah. don't think Penn State has much. No, I don't think Penn State has a chance. I yeah. don't think. I think LSU's a lock. There's no one that's going to beat them in the SEC. They do have Georgia. Potentially in yeah. that conference championship. Yeah, but I still think they'll beat Georgia. I think LSU's yeah. in. Unfortunately, I think Clemson's in. I don't yeah. think they're going to win when they get in, but they're in. Yeah. Um, and then that fourth spot's still still a question mark see, right now. It'll be interesting because right now I see Oregon at six and Utah Yeah, seven. but it's going to come down to the Pac-12 championship there. Yeah. The winner of that could go. That'll be interesting. That'll It'll be, be a good really game. It'll be a good game. I still have Oregon winning, but... Yeah, no, for sure. This might... Has there been, there's been college football playoffs where like they've had teams from four different conferences make it in, right? Uh, I think there was one. I think it was the like this, maybe even the first one. All right, because that was when Oregon, it was Oregon, Florida State. Florida State, Alabama, and Ohio State. There you go. Yep. Yeah. So this would basically not be a repeat, but it'd be the first time that has happened since that, which was a couple years ago. For that, sure. Yeah, that was the only. That was the second playoff. Yeah, <laughs> that was a while ago. So yeah. That'll be really interesting. There's still, you know, Georgia's. Playoff chances They're are still, still there. Yep. Yep. Uh, as of now, Minnesota's playoff chances. And are let's still be alive. honest, as of right now, beating Baylor, Oklahoma's are still alive. Yeah, Oklahoma's. It's me tough though. Well. Yeah, Oklahoma will have a hard time making it in. Currently, they don't have anybody in their conference that could in the top. Yeah. Yeah. Or even outside of Baylor, even in the and Oklahoma State in that top mm -hmm. twenty-five. I think. I think what could happen. I think going forward. I think what's going to happen. I think. It's going to be crazy, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State championship. That would be interesting, actually. Yeah, the, the rivalry of, of Oklahoma schools, like it's already a big rivalry, but make it a, a conference championship and it's even crazier. Oh, yeah, that'd be. <laughs>
That'd be real interesting. I don't know about Oklahoma State's chances of making it into the playoffs. But no, Oklahoma State good. won't make the playoff. But Probably. it would be a fun – and I don't think – even if Oklahoma wins that, if all goes as planned, they still won't make it in the playoff either. So that would just be a fun Big 12 championship to watch. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so we're going to stay with college football. So Alabama, um, the reason we're not really talking about them, first off, their chances are pretty much done because they don't really play anybody else outside yep. of, like, yeah, there's no, there's no way to get for them to get in because they lost to LSU. They're not gonna make the big, they're not gonna make the SEC championship. No, there's, no there's just no way that Alabama makes yeah. it. And it's it's kind of sad because this was a talented team offensively. They were fun to watch, but uh, at the same time, last yesterday, Tua Tagovailoa he went down with a hip injury. Um, Dislocated hip. Yeah, and there Dumped was something the season. else in there too. I forgot what the injury was. His, well, he got a bloody nose, but. Yeah, but <laughs> the, so the thing is with this dislocated hip. A lot of people are comparing it to uh, the type of injury Bo Jackson suffered, the career-ending one. Oh, and I, I know it's it's sad because oh, yeah. Tua was supposed to be the number one pick overall, but it's in jeopardy right now. Absolutely, like yeah, I think me and Cody were talking. Does he stay one more year? You think? I so <laughs> Cody and I were talking about this too because we were at work last night, and I don't think he does. It's really hard to see him want to stay in college another year because he's not getting paid for you know being a great quarterback at Alabama. But like, if you could go to the NFL, make some money while he still can't play, uh-huh. then you know that that might be good. Yeah, it, it is sad because he was like, I was excited for him to see him play in the NFL. I was excited oh, yeah. to see him see a franchise quarterback make a big career in the NFL and, and lead a team. And I guarantee. I, I almost guarantee he probably would have won a Super Bowl at some point in his career. Yeah, for sure. Um, but with this happening, I, I don't know if he'll even play. play for two years. Like, play two years, you know? Like, yeah. Hip injuries are real bad. And, like, they're saying it's like the Bo Jackson one, and, like, a lot could go wrong if he, he was to re-injure that hip again. But I do think I'd rather risk playing in the NFL and getting paid than risk playing college and not getting paid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I mean, mm-hmm. he could still go back to Alabama whenever when he has that money. Because I think even with this injury, he's probably still a first-round pick. No, yeah. Not, not number one overall no, anymore. No, no. Maybe he might drop out of that top five, to be honest. Yeah. But that that opens up Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow obvious, is the obvious number one pick now. Oh, yeah. It's opening up for Burrow. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, I don't think he, co- he goes back. Do you think he goes back? No, I don't think he goes back. Okay. Yeah. But – Here's the other thing I think about. The, the only reason I would say he would go back is if no team wants to draft him because of this in, injury. That'd be really, like, it's hard to think about him not getting drafted with, you know, with oh, he's still, he's still one of on the fourth round. Yeah, and he's one of the best quarterbacks to play in college in a yeah, long yeah, time. of course. A long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's going to be good in the NFL if he can stay healthy. Um, yeah, it's just sad. It's, it stinks to see it because, like, I'm not an Alabama fan. I'm happy Alabama oh. loses. But, yeah. <laughs> but Tua... I wanted to see play in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I really wanted to see him in the NFL. He's a really good person in general. Yeah. Handled that whole Jalen Hurts situation really well. Jalen Hurts did as well. Mm-hmm. Those are two very high-character type of guys. And, you know, obviously, Tua was a very talented quarterback. He's been a talented one since high school. So, I don't know. His playing days are definitely in jeopardy. I think he's going to try to come back. But, you know, in my opinion, I think you just go to the NFL. You know, See what you can do there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And plus, you're losing, you know, Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs too. That's that's tough. You know, that's real tough trying to recover from a hip injury. And not having them. It's, it's not. It just doesn't look attractive to go back. And it's sad to see that. You know, that's the end of that. Um, what do you think of Nick Saban's decision keeping him in? 
<sighs> what was the score at the time? It was, they were up by like 21, 28. It was, it was 35-7, so yeah, 28. Yeah, I think, I'm, I'm gonna actually, I'm not a big Nick Saban fan, obviously. Yeah. And, I don't know, I'm probably gonna be on, I'm gonna go on his side this time for the first time. Like, I don't think, like, him, yeah, you're up by 20 points. I would at least, I mean, if he's my starting quarterback, I'm probably playing until halftime. Yeah, yeah. Injured or not, yeah, you know? Yeah, there are three minutes left. Yeah, I'm yeah. probably, so I don't think, I don't think it's a bad thing that he was playing them. I d- I'm not going to put it on, like, I was watching some, like, shows this morning and yesterday about it, and, yeah. like, all the announcers, or, like, announcers, like, sports broadcasters were all furious with him, like, why is he playing? He's injured all this stuff. I'm like, well, at the same time, like, he's your quarterback. He should yeah. at least play the first half of the game. Like, oh, for sure. And, I mean, they were trying to do a two-minute joke. Yeah, and, and where so I don't think I don't think he's in the wrong for for playing him I don't think that he should have pulled him I think he should have played till halftime no yeah I agree I knew so they did say that that was going to be you know the last drive they gave to him so you know they wanted him to score and you know here's the thing like if you're not if you're not a coach you might not understand this but like if you're a really good team like Alabama you don't, <laughs> you don't want to wait until really big games to like, you know, be ready for stuff like two minute drills and stuff like that. If there's an opportunity to learn and like teach your players, you gotta take advantage yeah, of it. Especially in college, like that's oh, yeah. what college is for. Yeah, for sure. Like not just like in pra- like game situations are always gonna be different than practice. So if you have a situation where you could like practice a two minute drill in a game, I think you gotta take advantage. Yeah, and of especially that. I think yeah. also you know me. Me and Simon both have some coaching experience and some coaching yeah. background. Like, yeah. we can both agree on that. that. Like, as you're starting quarterback, it doesn't matter if you're up by 20 in the second quarter. Like, he's playing because he's your starting quarterback. Yeah, you um, gotta start. Yeah, I would say I would now. If this happened maybe at the end of the third quarter, then we have something to talk about. Oh yeah. But it's still only second quarter. Like, there's a he's a starting. Yeah, yeah. Let him play. The, First half and then take him out in the second half. But oh, yeah, sure. I don't think there was I don't think Nick Saban was in any wrong of starting him or playing him in the second quarter with up by twenty. And still, at the same time, it's I mean it's Mississippi State. They're still like obviously it's Mississippi State, they're not doing that great this year, but it's still an SEC opponent. Yeah. Twenty points isn't a guaranteed win in the SEC. Oh yeah. They so, they could score two or three touchdowns easily. Yeah. Maybe even defensive touchdowns yeah. as well. So I mean, I'm not I'm I don't think and I think Nick Saban thought this too. Like, twenty points. This game's not won yet. No, no. Exactly. That's why they. That's why they wanted him in the two-minute drill to drive down and score. Yeah, it's like this game true. is not won yet. That's so. True. Yeah. No. I. I agree. I. I really don't blame Nick Saban. Like. Like I said, from a coaching standpoint, I'd keep him in. I think. You know. I think of Dabo Sweeney and uh, Clemson. You know, they've been in situations like that, and they definitely keep Trevor Lawrence in until at least halftime. Yeah. No. And yeah. So. It's and a coaching thing. People are gonna say like, "Oh, but he was injured." I'm like, "Yeah, but he played, he played good against LSU. He played great in the first quarter, yep. basically. So like, the injury obviously wasn't affecting him." No, and I heard a lot of a lot of uh, the sportscasters were like, "Well, he can't protect himself." I'm like, "Well, he can protect himself. Yeah. He's a he's a quarterback. He knows what he's doing." Oh, yeah, for sure. That was just a freak injury that happens sometimes in yeah. in sports. Like, whether he was injured or not, that's gonna happen to a quarterback that gets tackled like that. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter He's who it is. He's been tackled like that like a billion times too before. Yeah, it's just one of those freak injuries that happens. Yeah, and like they said, it's like the Bo Jackson injury. It doesn't look like much, but it is. Yeah. You know, and that's that's just the reality. Of it. Yeah. Well, Let me. Know, I want to talk about one more thing before we move on from this subject. 
um, and ask you about it. So like, so yeah, now we said in our uh, for NFL draft and stuff like that. Joe Burrow obviously just got the number one ticket if he does, if he stays healthy, obviously. Yeah. To be the number one pick overall, can we both agree that he's gonna be the number one pick overall now? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, Let's see how we can. And then and then but then that brings in the question, if you're. If you go back to our mock draft, we have two quarterbacks going because the t- top two teams need quarterbacks. Uh-huh. Does that mean Jalen Hurts goes number two to Miami? <laughs> yeah. You think so? I do think so. Yeah, after – I mean, I don't know. I mean, he played well, you know, in that Baylor game, obviously. He, he, he led them from a really big deficit. I still think – yeah, he came back from a big deficit. I also think, like, he has – he hasn't played in these flashy games like Joe Burrow has, no. and more like these primetime games. But in the long run, like he is statistic-wise and like gaming-wise, he's right there with Joe Burrow in LSU. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has a better quarterback rating. I saw. Um, he has a few less passing touchdowns, but what he lacks in that, he made up for in rushing touchdowns. He has scored just as many touchdowns as Joe Burrow has. Um, he protects the ball pretty well, with the exception of a few turnovers that happened against Baylor, and a few turnovers. Um, but I think. I do think he goes two now. I think he, yeah, he moved up to that next quarterback taken. Yep. No, I agree. I think people in these next couple months are really going to take a look. You know, obviously at his game film, and then they're going to pay attention to you know his character because you know you see what he had to deal with Alabama. You know, getting benched literally after bringing them to a national championship. How he handled that professionally. Then at Oklahoma, like just showing off his work ethic and being mature, and like having that same composure, like. I think a lot of people are going to fall in love with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Plus the ability, you know, mm-hmm. the raw potential ability that's there. You know, like he's he's a winner. So I think that's what you want in your franchise. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if some people might try to put him over Joe Burrow, depending on how LSU mm-hmm. does these last I don't know. Games. I still put Joe Burrow first. If Joe Burrow gets any, like at least one loss, it might be. Jalen you know, Hurts number one overall? Potentially, even if it's in the national championship. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be good, but we can agree on those two going first yeah, and second. Sure. All right. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back talking about the uh, Cleveland Browns versus Pittsburgh Steelers fight that happened on Thursday. Coming up next. All right, y'all. Welcome back to The Cycle with 365. It is November 17th. This is episode 11. So we're going to talk about the Thursday night football game that happened between the Pittsburgh Steelers in Cleveland playing against the Browns. Um, so in the last... Eight almost, seconds. Yeah, eight Last seconds. eight seconds. Well, the play started with 12 seconds left. By the time the play was over, it was eight seconds. Yeah. So, like, you know, the last 12 seconds of the game. Um, basically, a fight erupted between Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph, Marquise Pouncey. There was another player in there. Damn, it was DeCastro. DeCastro was in there, but he didn't do anything, really. Yeah, DeCastro. He just laid on top of Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Though. And it was, it was a brawl, and it basically ended up with Miles Garrett hitting Mason Rudolph with, with his, his helmet. own helmet, with Mason's own helmet. Yeah, after ripping it off. Yeah, so I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I didn't watch this game in person because I was already stressed out. So I decided to hang out with friends instead, but I saw this the next day. So here, Jesse, why don't you tell me about it, and, I'll get, and then I'll say what Cody told me about it. Okay. Yeah, Cody's not here right now, but I'll, I'll say what he said, and then I'll give my two cents. Well, to start off, unfortunately for Browns fans, you can't win a game 
But then when you do, you can't win a game because you guys are terrible winners, apparently. <laughs> like, what's going on? You're up by two touchdowns with 12 seconds left. There's no way they're... It's on the, third and 30. Yeah, on the 20-yard line. Like, yeah. there's no way they're going to win this game. What are you doing, Miles Garrett? <laughs> yeah. That's just a question. Like, it's a sore, sore winning mentality. Like, if you watch the play, um, Mason Rudolph dumps the ball off. Yeah. And Miles My, Garrett, what he should have done if he was being a smart football player with the lead, should have just let go of Mason Rudolph and everyone would have been fine. The game would have been That's over true. and the Browns would have won. Yeah. But instead, he takes like five more steps and then drives Mason Rudolph into the ground and then that angers Mason Rudolph and Mason Rudolph did put his hands into Miles Garrett's face yeah. and tried to rip off his helmet but was unsuccessful because he's not that strong. But anyways. Well, yeah, it's yeah. Miles Garrett versus Mason. Yeah, um, but then, yeah, so then then they get up, and Miles Garrett, I still don't know why he's ripping off this helmet. Mason's helmet. Yeah, ripping off Mason's helmet. Um, and if anything, it should have stopped right there. Yeah. Um, I think Mason Rudolph should have stopped. Same with Miles Garrett. And then Miles Garrett obviously slams the helmet on top. I think it's just poor... Poor sportsmanship. I mean, I, I was at a loss for words. I don't even know what to say. Like, that's embarrassing to have that. That like, it's on. Yeah. It's not only like sports news. It's like multiple other news networks yeah. picked up that what mm-hmm. happened on national television. Right there. Yeah, it also could. If you go into the legal side of things, uh, I've done a little bit of research on the legal side of sports and everything like that. Yeah. Technically, that is a felony. That is, is. assault and battery. It is. <laughs> um, so that's what is a. An interesting thing about pro sports, we can talk about that. On a, it's a whole new topic, but like the stuff that they can get away with is like technically that's a felony. That is a, a an offense that you can go to jail for, and you should, probably should go to jail for. But since it's Miles Garrett, all he's gonna do is get suspended for a few for the rest of the year and maybe into next year. But he's gonna play again. He's not. He get fined obviously, but he's not going to jail like if someone on the street would. So yeah, that's, that's for sure. so that, that should t- tell you the severity of this act. Like it's a felony. <laughs> Do you think it was fair that he got that indefinite suspension, though? Absolutely. He should okay. not play the rest of the year at all. Because they might, it might even bleed into, into next year. Yeah, no, I heard it could go into the first six games of next year, too. Yeah. Which no, it should, yeah. It. No, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I just don't know what is going through his mind there. Like, I guess the inexperience of winning. That's what I have to say. Like, <laughs> like no, if you watch a team that wins games, they don't do that. <laughs> like, Miles oh, Garrett, yeah. like, what's going on in your head? You're winning by two touchdowns. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what was going on there. So, um, here, before I get into my thing. So, Cody, we were talking about it last night at work again. And he said that he feels like Mason Rudolph is equally responsible. Oh, absolutely. I think he definitely really? – I wouldn't say I wouldn't say equally responsible because he didn't okay. commit a felony. Yeah. But he still was the one that started it and was like had just as much uh, of the fight as Miles Garrett did. He just didn't take that extreme. Well, do you think Mason should get suspended for as long as Miles Garrett? I don't think. No, I don't think. Or at all. I don't think. No, he didn't do anything to get a suspension. Okay. He got a personal foul, obviously. Yeah. And he's getting fined for that. that yeah. Just came out today. Yeah, no. but I don't think he. I mean, like you can see, there's just an obvious difference between get like acting on it, and Mason Rudolph was just being a little weenie and running around pushing Miles Garrett. <laughs> so he didn't really do anything to get suspended. Okay. All right, that's fair. <laughs> but he definitely had just as much to do with it as Miles Garrett. I, I don't know about just as much because Miles, like you said, Miles Garrett was the one who landed on him after it was, like it was a shovel pass, mm-hmm. and like, ah, like you, like you said, he didn't have to land on him. 
Because he no, did absolutely. drive him into the ground. Yeah, but after like four steps, like he should have yeah. been roughing the passer anyways. Yeah, yeah, it should have been a it should have been a penalty. I don't know why that wasn't anything, but you know it's fine. I do get that Mason shouldn't have reacted that way. I don't blame him because like if you if you go back and look at it, Miles Garrett was on top of him for a really long time, and Mason was trying to like push him off, but he wouldn't get off because you know Miles Garrett's like a you know, six five, two hundred seventy pound man. Yeah. So that's that's tough. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, like I said, I'm a Steelers fan. I'm biased, so I'm gonna feel biased towards it. I'll be honest. <laughs> for here, let, let me just start this off. Alejandro Villanueva totally just whiffed on that block on Miles Garrett, which resulted on him basically like laying out Mason Rudolph. So that that kind of made me. <laughs> You know, um, that's on Villanueva. I'm not the biggest fan of him right now. But I think, I don't know, it's really hard for me to say that Mason Rudolph could have stopped it. You know, from a Steelers fan's point of view. Yeah, no, I definitely don't. I definitely think, yes. Okay, I should say, I should, yeah, take it back. Maybe not, they didn't have the equal, like, equal fault in it. Yeah. But Mason Rudolph still could have acted differently. That's true. And it couldn't have gotten it wouldn't have gotten to the situation. Oh yeah, no, that I I agree. That's true, that's true. I I mean he definitely he did escalated. Have, yeah, he definitely still has some fault in it. Yeah. Not yeah. not to the severity of Miles Garrett, but still some fault in it. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think he deserves to get suspended. Um with the Cleveland Browns, I think Miles Garrett doing that says a lot about Freddie Kitchens and that coaching stuff. Because Really, is there any reason to do that while the score is twenty-one to seven? With, with eight seconds, sec- yeah, eight seconds left yeah. in the game, <laughs> it's yeah. over. And it's like third and thirty-two on the other twenty-yard line, so it's not like this is a big play. It's like a run it out, run out the clock type of thing. But he chose to d- dive on Mason Rudolph, and then you know, ultimately taking off his helmet and hitting him with it. Also, by the way, Mason Rudolph is currently in the process of suing Miles Garrett for. Uh, you know, for assault, basically. Mm-hmm. So he's looking to take his paychecks the next couple games, if there are any. If Miles Garrett's about to be really broke pretty soon here, because he is on that rookie deal. So I think that's fair, too, because, like, come on. Like, you yeah. can't be doing that. You need to be better. Um, as a Steelers fan, I was livid. I didn't like how we played anyways. But that kind of just topped it all off. So I hope when the Browns come to Pittsburgh – after we play the Bengals next week, uh, you know we, we bounce back and we get, you know we get a little physical with it. We we make a statement for sure. We beat him, you know, and get back in that playoff picture because right now we're at 500. Yeah. So. I also think out of all this though, there was something funny. What? My favorite part was uh, DeCastro, right? He was he just at the end. Once Miles Garrett hit Mason Rudolph with the helmet. Uh, Castro just tackled Miles Garrett and just laid on him yeah. for like, for like five, like, I, I would say like thirty seconds. Just laid just on him. On He's just way bigger than Miles Garrett and just laid on top and said, "No, you're not going anywhere." No, I, I like that. DeCastro it was so. Was homie. Yeah, no, he was the only smart one in that whole, uh, in that whole situation. He's the only smart because all he did was just lay on the guy that was causing the issues. That's true. Which is hilarious. But anyways, what do you think of Marquise Pouncey? And what he did, because he started, he basically started. So he, he basically okay, yeah. Yeah, because the casual held Miles Garrett down, and then Pouncey started kicking him, <laughs> yeah. and then punching him. Like, well, I don't think Marquise Pouncey should have done that. Yeah. One, two, he looked like a little child just running around, like he hit my friend. 
Basically. But like, okay, but do you do you like that though? Because it's your lineman defending your quarterback. Could you blame him for that? No, but at the okay. same time, like, you shouldn't be kicking and punching him. No, you, you should. You should be doing what the catcher's doing. You're just laying on top of him, keeping him away, showing that you're more of a man than him, laying on top of him. You know. Okay. Like, I don't think punching and kicking him is gonna be the way to do this. Because <laughs> then you're just. Escalating, but yeah, I know, right. but like, you're then you're. A, Punching and kicking is assault and battery as well. It is. So, like, that's the same offense that Miles Garrett did, that Marquise Pouncey did. It's the same offense, so, in legal terms. So, I mean, like... Yeah. I'm okay with Pouncey getting that three-game suspension, I think. Oh, yeah, he deserves fair. that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. But, um, here, let's... I kind of wanted to talk about that game a little bit more. So, with Mason Rudolph, he wasn't playing well that game. He threw four interceptions. Um, okay, I... I don't, I don't, did you watch that game? I did not watch it. Okay. Well, you did look good. I mean, you've watched other Steelers games, right? Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, what is it? We're like 10 games into 10 games the in, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't really like Mason Rudolph as the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is that an overreaction? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I think... I think that hit to his head really changed some things too. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't make me feel better after Miles Garrett hit him with that helmet <laughs> either, because I feel like there's definitely. Like, I don't know, but, uh, it's just it doesn't look good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know the Pittsburgh Steelers does have a history of, uh, you know, covering up head injuries as well. <laughs> Antonio Brown. <laughs> yeah, Antonio Brown. We could, if any of y'all watched the movie Concussion, there are at least five or six Pittsburgh Steelers who, uh, you know, they, they basically have a people discover CT. So there's that. I'm I'm really nervous about his well-being, but I also don't think he's he's that quarterback right now. I think we got to draft. You got you got to go outside to get a new quarterback. Yeah, for Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. Well, I I just wanted to see. Could be Colin Kaepernick. Ooh. We'll see. Yeah, it could be. So, speaking of Cap, first off, we're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the workout that Colin Kaepernick had. Yep, just yesterday. Coming up next. Alright, so, for this last segment of this relatively short episode, we're going to talk about the Colin Kaepernick workout that took place yesterday, November 18th, 2019. It's been three years since he's played in the NFL. Um, basically, you know, he hasn't been signed because of his uh, protest. Yep. Yeah, we'll call it. Yeah, his protest against uh, racial inequality and police brutality. So here's 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 what happened. Let me let me set the stage. So on Tuesday this last week, the NFL announced that they were going to put on a workout for Colin Kaepernick, but the, I thought it was really unconventional because they said the workout would take place on a Saturday. Which, you know, for those of you who aren't NFL fans, games are on Sundays, so what do you think teams are doing? Not, you know, scouting or uh, looking for a quarterback to bring in. Or any players to bring in, honestly. So there's that. It was real short notice. They told all the, you know, the teams that, you know, they'd send them all film on cap and they encouraged them to go and they would do an interview, all that stuff. But it was real shady how it was going to go down. This workout would have been a private workout, which meant only, you know... NFL scouts. Yeah, NFL scouts um, personnel could go, which means that, you know, no media could go in and record any of the throws. And honestly, that kind of seems sketch to me because 
And then, Jesse, I think you agree here. Like, you know, the fact that no one from the media or any outside people would come and watch could definitely mean that, like, those NFL teams could easily say, oh, he didn't have a good workout. That's why he's not in the league, even if he did have a good workout, because, like, who's going to refute them? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you, we could agree on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was real suspect. So, you know, he was, and, you know, they had all these other weird things, like the NFL was trying to make him sign a waiver. Like, it wasn't a waiver for his own well-being, but it was more like, hey, if we give you this workout, you can't sue us again. Because, uh, yeah. So, it, it was just a weird set of circumstances. Yeah, and there were 13, 13 scouts that said they were going to go. Yes. 13 teams were going to. 13. That were going to go to this private workout. Yeah, for sure. There were 13 that said they would for sure go there. Right? Yep. And then, all, and, you know, obviously this workout would be sent to uh, all 32 teams in the NFL, including the interview that he did. But... Uh, early Saturday morning, he decided to move the workout from the NFL facility to uh, a, actually it was a high school field, just so he could open up to the media, and, you know, he just told the NFL basically, like, hey, I'm not going to do this weird little workout for you, you know, because he could easily get blackballed again, so... What do you think about that, Jesse? Him changing the location of the workout—it was still in the same city. Yeah, I think I think it's fine that he did that, and I think it's okay. good that the media came. Yeah, I think the media needed to be there. Why? Why did you think the media needed to be there, in your opinion? Well, I think first of all, I think the world deserved to see what Colin Kaepernick could still do. That's true. Um, and then also, yeah, just so we know really what he what he's about. Yeah. All right. That's fair. I did see Stephen A. Smith. He, I was really surprised he was saying all this, but Stephen A. Smith said that if Kaepernick was for real about getting into the NFL, he wouldn't have pulled a publicity stunt like this, moving it so that it was open to the media. And I'm really like, was this really a publicity stunt, though? Because it doesn't really seem that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he, he was saying, too, like, everyone knows Colin Kaepernick could play. But at the same time, did we really know that he could play three years removed from the NFL? Yeah, we'll but, go in, we'll go into the performance in a second. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think the media needed to be there because yeah, we deserve to see people need to see what he can do. For sure, yeah. I mean, it's football. Like, let's let's be real. This is a football workout. He's working out for teams. I mean, like you know, obviously you need your personnel, your team personnel, to be there. But like. On a wider level. What about know? the fans? You know, the fans. Yeah. You need to have the support. If you're going to bring in a player like Colin Kaepernick, you need to have the fan support. Yeah, exactly. Like he's like as much as the NFL wants to separate themselves from Kaepernick because you know they do. Um, I think, you know, Kaepernick. He's he was a good player. Brought the 49ers to a Super Bowl. Just with all the things going on with them, politics and aside, you know, honestly, like I think they need to see like you know can he does. Football-wise, can he still play? You need to know that. Because if nobody else could see it and you're relying on a bunch of scouts, like, scouts could be wrong. And even scouts could lie, too. Well, there at the same time, a lot of scouts that have done it before. Me aspiring to be a scout. Yeah. If I go, some other scout that sits next to me could say, oh, this guy did really good, where in my mind, I'm like, he did terrible. Like, that's not what exactly. we want. <laughs> yeah, it's subjective. Yeah. It can be, at least. So that's why that's good that they had the media so that people can actually see what he actually did so that for their they can put into their words how he did. For sure. And so let, let's talk about his performance. So I, I, I saw a couple highlights. The biggest one, my favorite, though, that he made, and he only threw for like 40-ish minutes. He didn't do the interview. But we'll get to that in a second. But so he threw 40-ish minutes, 
His favorite though was this deep bomb. It was a straight, you know, streak type of route. And, you know, he just uncorked it real long from the 50-yard line, or it might have been maybe the 40-yard line. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it might have been from the 40-yard line, and he just threw a beautiful ball on the money to receiver. You know, it was a great throw. Yeah, from what I heard and saw, he slung the ball really well and did perform great. Yeah. Like, he Our looked good. There, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he looked great. I NFL mean, arm talent. Oh, yeah. We all know he could still run. He's on. He definitely is on the wrong side of 30. But, you know, the, the talent's still there. He ha- basically did have two or three years to recover because he was going through a lot of injuries uh, those last couple years with San Francisco. So mm-hmm. he, he looked healthy. He looked good. You know, really can't. There, You know, there's not much you could say to, you know, just uh, to hate on his performance. But I thought he had a really good workout. I did you see any of those videos? I saw, yeah, I saw two of his deep bombs that looked really good. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, you know, very good. Timing looks great. Doesn't look like there's any rust there, but see, here's, here's the test, though. What team is going to bite? Because, you know, like you said, there were 13 teams that said they would go, only eight, eight teams Eight showed, showed up after the change. Um, yeah. That could be, me and Simon talked about a few reasons that could have happened. One, the change of, of location. It's hard for me to believe because if it's in the same city yeah. as a scout. If you're there to watch him, Might as well you're gonna go. go over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like an hour away. I think it had more to do with the fact that the teams before there was media allowed, the teams were fine sending them, but then when there was media, they didn't want to be associated. Yeah. Quote unquote associated with the Colin Kaepernick thing. So like, if the media was there, then you would like they would know which teams were there. Okay. Um, I personally think. That Colin Kaepernick should get another chance in the NFL after okay. see, after seeing him work. Not not because like I think he should get one more chance in the NFL, but I think he's still physically a good enough quarterback that she should get another chance in the NFL. Okay. I think he's yeah. an elite quarterback that should get a chance. Elite? I'm okay. I'm saying like I'm not saying like an elite NFL quarterback. I'm saying an elite quarterback that like should get a chance in the NFL. Wise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get get a chance in the NFL. Okay. I wouldn't say an elite like I'm not talking about like Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. That, that's elite NFL quarterback. Yeah, 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 of course. Whereas an elite quarterback. Like on the Joe Burrow, like you know, Joe Burrow's an elite quarterback. So you're talking about like the prospect level. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So he's so like, I still think, yeah, as a prospect level, he still has a, he, He's a good enough quarterback that he should get a chance in the NFL again. Okay. Um, I think so. I think he should get another chance just because of his that, because of that. For sure. Do you think he could be a starter? I think he could on a team like the Broncos. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the Broncos were there. Yeah. We will say they were one of the eight teams that did go. They were. Um, They're showing interest right now. Yeah, they're showing well. interest. Because, I mean, the Broncos need a quarterback. Like, they need to figure something out. Because at this point, they're not going to get a high enough draft pick to get, who, like we talked about earlier in the podcast, a Joe Burrow or Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Um, Tua might be out of the question. Yeah, and Tua, yeah. Especially with the, off the line that the Broncos have. Like, Tua would be getting hit too much. Uh, yeah, we don't want that. Um, he needs to go to someone like Dallas. <laughs> Tua? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, I think... So I think like, we're not going to get one of those top quarterbacks. Um, so we're going to have to look for free agency. And I think I think in free agency, he's one of the better choices. Yeah, he could be a bridge quarterback for y'all. Yeah. For sure. Uh, you know, I don't know if Drew Locke is that guy, but I'd rather take Kaepernick over Joe Flacco. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, like, I just I, – I don't know. Joe Flacco doesn't even care about football. I think Joe Flacco needs to retire. I think he should yeah. be done. I don't think he's – I think this is the second year in a row he's gotten overtaken by a young quarterback. Granted, granted, um, he did get injured this year. Yeah. 
But like last year, Lamar Jackson took the job from him. Yeah. This year, let's be honest, Drew Lock was gonna take. If he wouldn't got here, Drew Lock was gonna take the position from him. Probably. Um. So I think he should just be done. He had a, he had a good career. He had a great career. Um. At quarterback, a long good career. Yeah. In the NFL, would you say he's a Hall of Fame quarterback? No. I, no. no? Definitely okay. not. I put him in the Trent Dilfer conversation. Okay. Right yeah, but at the same time, he's had a good long. Career, I think he should retire. I don't think he has anything more in the NFL ahead of him. That's fair. Unless maybe a backup quarterback. <laughs> See, he has too much. I don't think exactly. he's that type of guy to yeah. want to be a backup, though. So he either needs to retire or retire. That's fair. All right, so we already mentioned the Denver Broncos. Where would – so I don't exactly have the list of, you know, teams that are interested. But, mm-hmm. you know, let's just talk – Let's just yeah. Let's, let's think about it. So like, yeah, because Cap did say at the end. So he said that he was open to do interviews at whatever time. He just encouraged teams to call him. And he did say this. He told all those scouts and GMs after he thanked them, of course, to tell their owners to stop being scared. So let's 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 see. You know, let's let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Which owner is not going to be scared? Which team is going to take that chance? How about you name a team? The Broncos. I mean, John Elway has shown it. He's not scared of any quarterback, even That's if fair. they are terrible. So I think John Elway can take that chance. He, I think he would. I think that's a thing that he would do. Um, yeah, so I think John Elway is one. Okay. Um, Miami. Miami. I think Miami is a big one that oh, would yeah. take a shot on him. Yeah, they could use a bridge quarterback. Uh-huh. Well, not only a bridge quarterback. I think, again, we're going back to your question of which owners would take that chance and not be scared. I think Miami is one of those that would not be scared because at this oh, point, okay. what yeah. do they have to lose? Yeah, that's true. That's so I think point. Miami would have that. Well, do you think this might possibly a – I really can't see this happening, but do you think the Cowboys might try to take him just to have that backup behind Dak? Because if Dak goes that who do they have? Yeah, that's tough. See, like that's where I would think of more of like a great – I don't know if Dallas will take them. Jerry Jones doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would deal he, he with that. He puts his political views Yeah, first. so okay, I don't yeah. I don't think right. – I think more of – if you're looking for that, I think um, a money thing for the Dallas Cowboys would be to draft Tua, have him as your backup. That would be interesting. Yeah. Depends if they pay Dak as well. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think Dallas is there. So I think we have the Broncos, the Dolphins. Patriots, potentially. I'm in the same boat with, like, I think. Oh, wait, I, wait hold up. Robert Kraft is in that. That's tough. I would. I don't know. That's a tough one right there because I could, like, on paper you would look at him and you'd say, Robert Kraft, no. Yeah. But if you see what he's done in the past, there might be a case for it. Um, I think he could possibly do it, but I still wouldn't put that. I think my last choice would be the Bengals wouldn't. I don't think the Bengals would take the chance. Um, this is tough. Yeah. Because there are teams that are going to want him. You know? Yeah. How about uh, – here, let's – I'll just throw this out there. What about the San Francisco 49ers? I was they thinking I was, Yeah, I was thinking the 49ers going back to San Francisco. Yeah. But one team that I was going to say – the Oakland Raiders, moving to Las Ooh, Vegas. Okay. That would be my third team. I would go with, yeah, the Broncos, the like Dolphins, that. and then the Raiders. I think the Raiders would – I could definitely see the Raiders being a team that would do, make this move. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. All right. So I think those are my three teams that I would think to do this. Granted, now, granted, I don't know who was there at the thing as well. All I know is the Broncos were there. Yeah, but, no, for sure. Um, I mean, I know the Dolphins were interested yeah. as well. So that will be interesting. I think – here, I'll, I'll name my teams. So – uh, I like the Raiders. Like I said, I already mentioned them. I like the a reunion, a possible reunion with, with the 49ers. Yeah, 49ers. I can see that too. Yeah, I think having a guy behind Jimmy Garoppolo, 
um, that, that might be big. Especially, you know, with a defense this talented, mm-hmm. I think you got to take that chance sooner than later so we could figure out this offense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, imagine the story. If they make it into the playoffs and say, you know, Jimmy G tears his ACL again, and Colin Kaepernick <laughs> enters the game and brings them the 49ers yet to another Super Bowl <laughs> against, you know, whoever, I don't know. The Ravens, probably. Yeah, probably the Ravens. <laughs> Which would be uh, funny. 49ers versus <laughs> the Ravens funny. again. <laughs> yeah. Part two. This time Flacco's not there, and you got another guy, a Lamar Jackson, who's, who's gonna, looked who's up probably, to probably going to win it, yeah. to be honest. But <laughs> yeah. if you put the 49ers... And if you put the 49ers and Colin Kaepernick versus Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, I'm picking the Ravens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nine out of ten times. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be such a great game to watch? It would, it would be a funny storyline, too. Oh, it would. I, I could also see the Saints. Well, actually, no, sorry, not the Saints. I, I could see the Texans doing it. Um, not after today. Well, maybe you saw the not score, after right? Today. Yeah, I did. But, you know, I don't know if they got a backup after Deshaun, like a legit one. Because, you know, we've seen the power of having good backups, backup quarterbacks in yeah. the NFL this Nick season. Foles. Oh, yeah. You know, On a so Super Bowl. We'll, we'll have to see. You know, backup quarterbacks, they, they look, you know, as important as ever this season. So I think there's a lot of teams that would take him. We'll just have to see. Yeah. But we could both agree that he deserves a job. Yes, I think yeah. he does. Okay. I don't, I don't agree with what Stephen A. Smith said, that, you know, he did it for publicity or whatever. I think he wants to play football. This so was I. about football. Like, I don't like the whole closed workout thing. Didn't think that was cool. I think they kind of messed with him by putting it on a Saturday instead of, like, a normal weekday. Yeah. You know? But all that aside, he performed well. We saw the arm talent. It's up to teams to, you know, take that chance mm-hmm. and stop being scared. I personally, would, for a workout. I personally would like to see Denver take him. Yeah. I would like that too. I would probably buy a Kaepernick Broncos jersey. Yeah, I would. I would. I think. I, really I think. Would. I personally think he could thrive in that system. Yeah, I think so too. And that I don't know. I think that would be really good to you know just have a vet like him there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then Develop whatever young guys you're trying to develop. Yeah, I think he'd be good in Denver. And last thing I'll say on it, as we go back to like how he's told the GMs and the owners, don't be afraid. I think if you look at sport in this day and age. You can't be scared, and if I was an owner, I would take this chance because that's just how sport is going this in this day and age, like for sure. this century. No, I'd say it's sure. moving into more of that, like political side, like. But I think you can't you can't let politics play exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is like you know what I'm saying. Like it's coming into this thing where, like old school political things rode. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. I should rephrase it differently, like you said. Okay, okay. Back back in. Prior, like I don't, even like 2000 or whatever you say, like political issues were a big part of it. I think we're moving into a time of sports where political issues, just because of how the world is, need to stop driving what you think. That's true. If you could play, you could play. Yeah. No, obviously, you know, if there's a legal issue in there, then there's a legal issue. But yeah, like if you could play, you could play. I think Kaepernick deserves a job. It sucks that we have to rule out like, you know, teams like the Cowboys and Jerry Jones from signing Kaepernick because yeah. like we. We all know what kind of, you know, where they lean towards and what, what you know, the kind of like, mm-hmm. is even Robert Kraft, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, if he was to go to the Cowboys, I think he'd be an excellent quarterback backup for Dak Prescott and he could jump in there and, you know, not screw up. He could probably play well, you know, if Dak could do it, I think Cap could. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I, I think, think the he team's, deserves the job. Yeah, the team, yeah. Let's now, let's, just for fun, to end this 
in the podcast. Let's say our top three teams we think that won't sign him whatsoever. Ooh, that won't sign him? Yeah, one is yeah. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas for sure. The Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> I just don't do think, think I don't think Pete Carroll's about that. Okay, okay, all right. Plus they have Russell Wilson. The same thing. Same thing. Oh, shoot. He's probably okay. Yeah. Um. I don't think the Seahawks would do it. Okay. I'm trying to think of more teams. And I would have to say. I would probably say the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I can see. Well, actually, here, no, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I'm, I did mention it earlier that the Pittsburgh Steelers. He, but yeah, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers would take him. No, I. They said they were gonna go, and, and then they, they didn't. didn't. <laughs> And that kind of makes me mad because I don't think Mason Rudolph's the answer. And then our quarterback behind Mason is Paxton Lynch. Or no, 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 no wait, it's Devlin Hodges. It's Devlin Hodges. Yikes. And then it's Paxton Lynch. So I don't. If it was, I knew, I know if it was up to Mike Tomlin, he'd bring him in. But you know the Rooneys and that family. Like I, I don't want to make any assumptions, but I don't think they're about the whole Kaepernick. I also think one more team. I'm going to say because my third team. Go for it. I don't think the Redskins would take him. Really? Not at all. Why not? Well, when they have Dwayne Haskins and Case Keenum, but okay. I just don't <laughs> see that organization bringing in a guy like Colin Kaepernick. That's fair, too. Actually, I can't see that. Especially in D.C. Ooh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Actually, yeah, that's that's a good one. Actually. So those are my three. Yeah, I, I like that. All right, well, we'll, we'll end it there. All right, yeah. so that's it for this episode of The Cycle 365. We're going to try to come out with content consistently, but, you know, if we don't, well, I guess then we don't. It's finals. <laughs> it's finals right now. That's why it's so yeah. crazy. Well, you know, it's about to be finals, but, y- you know, it, it could be crazy. We're college students. We're going to stay on top of it, get content out when we can. This is Simon Villanos. I'm Jesse Booten, and Cody's on his own. Yeah, I don't know where Cody's at, to be honest, but, all right, signing off. See you all next time. Lock Production.